welcome to the Bitmine Life to the Fullest podcast, where we focus on how we can improve our physical health so we can enjoy the life God has called us to, to the absolute fullest. My name is Brittany. Thank you for tuning in today. I am a Catholic wife and mom of two little boys, and I run fitmomlifetothefullest.com, where I help stay-at-home moms and especially young moms or those about to be moms figure out how to do this fitness and nutrition thing as applies to our current state of life. I'm also super buzzing right now. I don't know what it is. It's natural, guys. I've, I've got some natural energy coming at you because it is about 2 p.m. and my only and last cup of coffee was at like 6 a.m. So I'm just full of zest for you today to talk about the secret to getting abs. I'm going to give you three actual steps on how to quote unquote get abs. All right. So firstly, Abs always seem to be that elusive mark of a fit person that we all kind of chase after. And I'm not above this. I know I remember back when I was like 10, 12, 14, I would search through my older sister's rooms and look for magazines and stuff or get them from the library if I could sneak them without like my mom checking what I was getting and being like, okay, that's ridiculous. But getting like those shape magazines or women's health magazines or whatever. And that is what I was always looking for is looking to like tear out or copy down if it was from the library some core workout, something that said, you know, promised to flatten your abs in six moves or get a flat midsection by doing this one thing or whatever. I think if we looked at the statistics on Google and Pinterest, that's probably one of the most searched for things. Um, If you're a woman looking up exercises and fitness is something about the core. We're just in love with wanting abs, I guess. And I shouldn't say in love with it, but that just tends to be, and hopefully, you know, we realize that there are things more important in life than having abs. However, that seems to be something that a lot of us are after. Whether we've had kids or not, um, I think a lot of times it's also the last place that people see the change. So I know for myself, that's 100% true. Whenever I'm leaning out or losing weight, I will lose weight everywhere else first, which actually then makes your midsection feel bigger. I've had clients before say, oh, I like feel like I gained weight in my stomach. Yeah, but okay, are your pants looser? Oh yeah, my pants are looser. Oh yeah, my arms are getting leaner. So sometimes it it just for a lot of us, especially women, is the place where our body likes to cling to fat, okay? So I understand why we're after it. I get the attraction to it, whether you want just a flat midsection, flat abs, or whether you want that whole carved out eight pack. It's all gonna kind of be the same process. It just depends how intense you wanna take it. Typically, so this is my overall, um, not disclaimer first, but just to explain to you what the difference is going to be of, well, okay, Brittany, if I follow your tips, how am I going to get both flat abs and a carved out eight pack? You're not. It depends the degree you take it to. So for example, I personally just like when my stomach is flat and that you can kind of see abs if I'm flexing them, but I don't personally go after that carved out eight pack look which also happens to work very well with my lifestyle because the only difference is to get that carved out eight pack look. Yes, genetics are going to play a tiny part always in how your body ends up looking because your stomach might not look the same as somebody else's stomach regardless of if you follow these tips. It might depend a little on genetics. However, when you see somebody with a super carved out six pack or eight pack, it's just probably because they have a lower body fat percentage overall. So you can still follow these three tips it's just going to be the degree that you take it to. So for example, I usually sit around like 20, 21% body fat when I'm not pregnant, postpartum, et cetera. And that is where following these tips at 20, 21% ish, you can, I have a flat stomach and you can see a couple, you know, you can see that I've got some abs in there. All right. 
And then if I took myself down by like really tightening up my diet, really um, hitting, you know, just leaning out to the absolute, you know, still safe zone, but say like I get to like 16 or 17%, then that is where you'll start seeing a more carved out six or eight pack or whatever, because I just have less body fat and you can literally just see more of my body, if that makes sense, more of my muscle because there's not fat around it. Okay, so whether you want the flat abs or whether you want the eight pack, these three steps are still going to be the key factors in targeting our midsection and revealing abs. Okay, firstly, <laughs> I think this is my second firstly. So secondly, before I actually get to the three steps, the, what I'm not going to say and what you probably saw coming and what those magazines get wrong a lot of times if it's just, oh, these seven core moves will give you abs. You cannot spot train this as you would like to. So yes, doing core itself helps. Um, having a strong core in general definitely just helps your other exercises, protects your back. So I still always program core into a group program or for my one-on-one -on -one clients or for myself, whatever. I always make sure core is involved. But to actually like reveal abs and look, you know, get that flat stomach, you are not going to get it by doing 100 crunches. You are not going to get it just by doing planks. I've also had a lot of clients who just want to do core every time we train because they're like, well, we just keep doing core, you'll see my abs. Mm, not really. And that's not, that's not even going to be in my tips. So overall, yes, it's good for your body to train core and it's great for your back. And your core really is like the trunk, the base of your body. Okay. Everything comes from that, but just spot training is not going to reveal a flat stomach. That's true for any muscle group, for any quote unquote problem area. When people say, you know, they want to work just their obliques or just their thunder thighs or just their whatever triceps like you can tone that area you can work that muscle but you cannot spot train the fat that is there okay so doing crunches is not going to melt the fat away magically from your midsection all right so on to the three steps step one is actually surprisingly to do big compound moves so rather than trying to spot train your abs you should be doing those big lifts that really kick your core into high gear and make it work for you make it brace this is honestly such a game changer and I always speak from experience here because I was the person that tore those seven moves to a great core out of a magazine and guess what? I didn't have a great core when I was doing that kind of stuff. When I did get the flat abs and the flat stomach was when I started doing big compound lifts. First of all, it kind of puts your focus off of it. All right, so by big compound lifts, I mean a heavy squat, a heavy deadlift, a heavy chin-up, and of course, heavy is always, you know, relative to you. It might be heavy for you to deadlift 100 pounds off the ground. It might be heavy to you to deadlift, deadlift 45 pounds off the ground. It might be heavy for you to deadlift 200 pounds off the ground. Okay, we all have a different heavy. But that heavy weight where your core has to kick into gear. And then same thing if you're like, Brittany, I do not have a bar in my basement and I do all my workouts from home or in my living room. Okay, that's fine. But even thinking like chin-ups and pull-ups, if you have a swing set you can do them off of or a bar or whatever you have going on that is a heavy move right there you're pulling up your own body weight and most of us cannot manage to do that right away without training it so starting with bands and then going to you know total body weight but that is where because you are trying to pull your entire body off the ground so your core kicks into overdrive to try to help you out and do it safely so those are actually the best big um, the big compound movements are the best thing that you could do to make your core kick into high gear. Plus, like I said, you're focusing on something else. 
If you have, you're doing a heavy goblet squat, holding that dumbbell right at your chest, you drop into a squat, controlled, of course, inhaling down, and then on, while you're exhaling up and driving through your heels and coming up, your core is firing and engaging to get your body back up. Again, heavy to you. So if you're doing it with a 10-pound dumbbell, no, you're probably not going to feel that very much. If you're doing that with a 30-pound dumbbell, yeah, then you might start feeling it. And if 30 is too light for you, then maybe a 60 or whatever going up from there. Or using a bar and front racking it to do a front squat. Those kinds of things. So get rid of the like side crunches and these little tiny spot train exercises and think big compound lifts. Okay, that's tip number one. Tip number two is after, not legitimately right after, (laughs) but after you're doing those big compound moves, maybe on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you are doing strength training with big compound moves. Then those other days, or maybe yes, right at the end of your workout, you need to include some hit cardio. A lot of times I have clients who like to run and there's, you know, tons of great benefits to running besides trying to get flat abs. So running in and of itself is cool. I like to, you know, go for runs to get um, just the endorphins from it and get in a good mood, that kind of thing. Just get outside. Lots of benefits to running. So don't think I'm knocking running. However, I will have a lot of clients who are training for like a half marathon or training for a 5k or something who complain that they want abs and that they are holding on to stubborn belly fat, but all they are doing is steady state cardio. So what I mean by that is when they're keeping the same pace throughout. They're going for a mile run one day. They're going for a three mile run one day. And guess what? The, the belly fat's staying there. And they're like, but Brittany, like I was just running two miles and now I'm running six miles and I still have belly fat. Yes, because that is not the kind of cardio that is really going to help you burn fat as much as HIT would. Okay. So steady state cardio does not burn fat as well as HIT cardio does. And HIT is high intensity interval training. So, Again, secret to getting abs, step number one, big compound lifts that make your core kick into gear. Step number two is incorporate HIIT cardio, okay? And it can literally be right after your workout as well. Um, So I know I was, I just said that as like a play on words before, but if you are ever find yourself as just a side note, if you're going to do strength and cardio in the same day, you would want to do your strength first and then you could do your HIIT after. So I also I actually think that's a great setup there. If say Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, you plan to lift, that's four days of lifting. And then two days after your lifts, you do 10 minutes of hit cardio. So what I mean by that is again, like a 30 second sprint and then a one minute walk or whatever. If you're doing it outside, it can be fun to, you know, pick your target spots of like, okay, a sprint down to that stop sign and then I'll walk to this. So hit cardio is just going to be better for right while you're doing it. And then also you keep burning calories after your hit cardio. With steady state, you only burn the same amount of calories, like the overall amount of calories that you burn during it is, that's it. If you hop on a treadmill and treadmill, you know, estimations are a little bit wonky, but say it just tells you, okay, you ran a mile and you burned hundred calories. Then that's it. You're done. You ran at one pace, you burn hundred calories, you got off the treadmill, your body's done burning calories in that sense. But if you are doing high-intensity interval training, it sets your body up to keep burning calories throughout the day because your body is trying to come back to its, you know, resting spot and you got your heart rate up into these higher zones and things like that. So HIIT cardio is best to help keep your metabolism revving up and burning calories throughout the day. And it is the best for melting belly fat. So run, walk, run, walk, sprint, walk, sprint, walk. That's better. 
um, than just going at the same steady pace. All right. So that was step one and two. And step three is that your nutrition is the biggest factor here. Really, I saved the biggest for last. Your nutrition will always matter more like 2000 times your workouts. Okay. So yes, you can be doing, and guys, I know for everybody, I just was telling people in our group challenge this, listen, this is composed like in general, getting healthy, getting fit, etc., is composed of your nutrition and your workouts. So for each individual person, one of those is always going to be harder than the other. Okay. You're not going to love both. Maybe you do, but one, you know what I mean? You always still have a measurement where one is slightly harder or slightly more annoying than the other. And I'm with you here working out an exercise. I love, it is really not, I look forward to it. I like it as like quote unquote me time. I'm more annoyed and angry when I can't get to my workout versus the person that like puts it off the whole day. So I like working out and I get that. Nutrition is 100% the harder component for me. So I'm right here with you when I'm telling you this. However, I have gone through periods of my life where I have worked out like the hardest I ever have and I did not have abs or I did not have a flat stomach. Okay, it's always when you tighten up your nutrition. If you are not watching what you eat at all, I would start with, you know, looking at portion control first and then trying to track your macros. I always advise tracking macros and um, things like that, getting, you know, when we track macros, I also teach you how to, you know, eat cleaner in general. So clean eating and tracking your macros to see how much you're actually taking in. But that really is always going to be the biggest factor. The, uh, the first two steps are important. You want your workouts, you know, to be, you know, tailored toward your goals. Going back to like that running example, I will straight up tell clients. If clients are like, you know, some of my goals are to look leaner and to lose some weight from my belly, but I'm also training for this run or this marathon, I'll say, well, okay, just so you know, like those two goals really don't match up because what you're going to be doing for the marathon of running, you know, several miles a week and like just going at a steady pace and increasing your runs, it's really not going to help your other goal of melting your belly fat. So you do want to try to make sure your training lines up with what your goals are. In that case, then obviously you just kind of pick which which you care more about. Do you care more about running the marathon or do you care more about having, you know, a flat stomach and trying to find a balance between the two. If that was the case, I'd also program like at least one day of that person's cardio to be hit. And then hopefully they're watching their nutrition because they're going to be, you know, training for a race anyway. It's a good idea to watch your nutrition. So that is really the last and most important key to getting abs is making sure you are paying attention to what you are eating and doing your best in that department. You can work out three times a day, but if at night you're eating half a gallon of ice cream, you are not going to, you know, see that progress that you want. And it's frustrating if you're putting that much in to your workouts. So, all right, to wrap it up, quit all those crunches. Okay. I know you want to search Pinterest and find the 30-day ab challenge that has you do however many planks a day. And <laughs> guess what? You might still look the same. So trust me when I tell you, take a before picture right now. I love progress pictures. I use them for challenges. I use them with clients. I use them for myself. Take a progress picture. You don't have to show anybody it. And then, you know, try to implement these three steps over the next month and then take a picture in a month and see what your stomach looks like and what your abs look like because this is going to be far more effective than just crunching and planking every day. All right. So number one, get some compound lifts going. Number two, melt that belly fat away with HIT. And number three, tighten up your diet. If 
you need help with any of that too, always feel free to shoot me an Instagram message on Fit Mom Life to the Fullest. Or I really see those more than I see Facebook messages. But my email is also fitmomlifetothefullest at gmail.com. If you ever have a question, if you're like, okay, Brittany, well, what do you think about how many times a week I should do big compound lifts or what does that look like for me, etc.? I would love to give you some tips. And um, lastly, just so you guys know, I always put these um, episodes out on Tuesdays. So if you are enjoying them and you want to make sure you don't miss one, if you have not done that already, you can, if you just subscribe, it will automatically go into your library each week so that you don't have to search it and be like, oh, I wonder if Brittany put up a new episode. Yes, I will. All right. I will keep showing up for you as long as, you know, actually I just, in general, I will. If I have a kid screaming in the background, I have a kid screaming in the background, that'll happen. But I will be here for you guys every Tuesday. And also, if there is something specifically you would love me to address, also shoot me a message for that. I would love to directly address things that you guys are interested in in our episodes. All right. So subscribe if you want to make sure that you don't miss any. And also, if you would not mind taking a second to leave a rating and review, if you don't want to actually write out a review, you could just tap the stars to give me a rating. And that would really help more people be able to learn from this podcast too. So thank you for spending time with me and go forth and work those abs. All right, I will talk to you next time.